Welcome to The Oracle, a podcast for wild feminine wisdom channeled from the deep. I'm your host, Miriam Ropschitz, creatrix of Moonbody. I'm a guide for women sharing body-based teachings on the feminine. The Oracle brings you podcasts on womb wisdom, sacred sexuality, embodiment, and the women's mysteries. My prayer is that these conversations with my coven enrich, ignite, and inspire your relationship to the sacred feminine for a life of magic, pleasure, and power. I love my period. And that's the end of the podcast. (laughs) Welcome, loves. This episode is called Blood Witch, and yeah, it's about a new offering of mine. And it's also about what it means to be a blood witch, and what it means to love and honour your sacred blood. I always love when you listen to this, you know, doing something at home, you know, you have a cup of your favourite tea or whatever you like to drink, and... A lot of women say they listen when they're doing things at home, like cleaning the house or like folding laundry or I don't want to perpetuate this idea that women are domestic <laughs> uh, slaves. But you know what I mean. You're just at home pottering. Uh, I have so many US um, listeners these days that I hope you know what pottering means. Pottering is... <laughs> is when you're just at home pottering about, you're just kind of like doing little bits and pieces, you know. I spend about 90% of my life pottering and sleeping. So pottering is, you know, you're just doing lots of little jobs. Like today I put planted seeds in seed trays and I did a little bit of tidying up and I made some food for the week and I watered the garden and I also just did a little bit of, you know, just things around the house. That's pottering. Maybe I should call it the pottering podcast. So I love my bleeding days, the days of my cycle where I'm bleeding, aka your period. I like to say my bleed because there's so much squeamishness in our culture around menstrual blood and I really just have no time for that. It's menstrual blood is so full of stem cells and these stem cells are being used in cutting-edge scientific research. Menstrual blood is in such high demand because it is so powerful. You can do all these amazing experiments with it and you can use it in, in medicine and yeah, so we really want to get away from this idea that menstrual blood is this this dirty waste product, because that's simply not true. So when I say I love my period, sometimes I get a few voices who say, you can't say that, that's not fair. What about people with PCOS or what about people with this? And I want to say, yeah, but I had a lot of those things. And I sit here today having healed them. Although I don't like to say I healed them because it sounds like it was just me. And all of us human beings are an accumulation of beings and spirits and friends and plants. And, you know, so we we healed it is a bit more accurate. 
And what I mean by that is I, let's have a little, let's go back in time. Come back in time with me, dear listener. We're going to go back to me as a teenager, me age 13. So I think I got my period around age 11. Yeah, I'm pretty sure 11 because I was at primary school still. And I had painful, heavy, long periods and bad PMS as a young girl. And when I was 13, I got taken to the doctor for my PMS and painful periods. And they did what people did in the early 2000s, which is say, I've got the solution to all your problems, my dear. Let's put you on the hormonal contraceptive pill, aka birth control. And magically, you will be healed. Now we know, and it's only been in the last, you know, decade that this has really become a mainstream idea. We now know that on the contrary, the hormonal birth control isn't healing anything. It is simply masking the root causes of these issues and it's bringing with it its own host of other problems. So there's another idea that I hear a lot, which is, you know, don't tell women that the pill is all bad. If you can track your cycle safely, i.e. control your fertility by tracking your temperature and your cervical mucus, then tell me why would you take a medicine that has all these potential health risks? There is absolutely no reason. So sorry, but we don't need the pill. Some places in the world are going to have less access to the things that I have access to. And for them, it may be better to risk some of the health issues than risk the unwanted pregnancy. But I am praying that this is going to change. There's a there's an idea that, you know, yeah, if people want to go on the pill, that's okay. I totally understand where the pill came from and why we needed it and how it afforded women who had hitherto been completely trapped by unwanted pregnancy. And, you know, in the 50s, when the pill came out, you know, this is life-changing. Having children out of wedlock prior to that had been, in many ways, a kind of death sentence for some women. Their lives were uprooted. They couldn't do what they wanted to do. Um... You know, when I think of some of the ways that here in the UK and Ireland we handled women who had children out of wedlock, it was exile. It was sending them to the laundries, the Magdalene laundries, taking their babies away. And then we found out not that long ago what was happening to hundreds of these children that were meant to go for adoption. And these mass graves were unearthed. Oh, that is so devastating you know this is such a let's take a little moment just to think about you know all those children and and their mothers and and their ancestors and how this like appalling feat has impacted people for years and years to come generations to come you know it's such a wound in this shared psyche of the feminine. Um, It's devastating to think about that. And this is the thing, this takes us all the way back to the Bible, this idea that woman is essentially 
corrupted and corrupting. Her body is sinful just by existing. And these are the ideas that we also see in rape culture. That just, you know, just by breathing, that you're some kind of temptress, the corrupting woman who is inherently sinful. So when I think about Blood Witch and what I am intending to seed with this new offering, it's an online course. It's simple. It's easeful. It's probably going to take you about maybe five hours to complete it, but I hope that it's something that you will microdose. I don't want you to just sit down and do it all. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but that isn't how it was intended to be used. So coming away from this idea of womanhood and woman as this inherently sinful being who is just existing and yet is wallowing in her sinfulness is the idea of the blood witch. A blood witch is a woman who loves and honours and reveres her blood or is in the process of doing so. This isn't about status. You don't have to have been doing this kind of work for years and years and years and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter about that. You can just claim yourself as a blood witch. And that's really what I want women to do is to claim, to reclaim themselves as a blood witch, as a woman who understands that the way that she relates to her cycle and to her blood, that this is intrinsically connected to the way that she is able to wield her power in the world. When I say wield your power, I'm not talking about that kind of old school, dominating, conquering power. I'm talking about every human being is here on earth to bring the unseen within them into the seen realms, to birth things. You know, we all birth in different ways. Um, Men and the masculine often build through their birth. Their birthing is building more so than it is for women. Often, but not always, because there is not a, a monolith of the way that sex expresses, obviously. Blood Witch is really pointing to the relationship between a woman's cycle and the way that she is going to inhabit her life. A woman's cycle is a red thread guiding her back to who she really is. And this is one of the beautiful things about being somebody who has healed themselves of, you know, PMS and heavy, painful periods. And, you know, I actually was wrongly diagnosed with PCOS in my early 20s. And a little side note, you cannot diagnose PCOS via the presence of cysts on an uterine ultrasound. And that's what the doctor did to me. And then I went and I read, oh, who's this book by? Oh, it's by Laura Bryden. And it's either called Heal Your Period or Fix Your Period. And in it, she says, you cannot diagnose PCOS via an ultrasound alone, via the presence of cysts on an ultrasound, because throughout the month, cysts on the ovaries will come and go. And it doesn't necessarily mean something bad. PCOS is something a lot more complex and is a lot to do with, with blood sugar. 
so anyway, I didn't have PCOS, but I had the unpleasant experience of being a woman who really wants to have babies, being told in my early 20s by a doctor who knew nothing <laughs> that I had a condition that I didn't have. I've never had PCOS. So I was on the pill aged 13 till 19 and I came off it because one day I was going through my things and I found the instructions that you get to the specific pill I was on. And if you've had the pill, if you've taken the pill before, you'll know the instructions I'm talking about. They're quite similar from brand to brand. And when they're folded up really, really small. And then when you unfold them, you could make it into a parachute because it's it's huge. And it's huge because legally they have to put so many of these possible side effects. And one day I sat down as a 19-year-old and I read these possible side effects. No one had ever told me about these. And it is like, it's incredible the amount of side effects you can have from taking the pill for a long time. I remember seeing, I think back then what had scared me was the increased risk of breast cancer. And I thought, I don't agree to that. I don't consent to that. I don't want that. And... I stopped taking the pill. Now in the work that I do, I am a lot more aware of what the pill does to you because I often work with women who've come off the pill after maybe 10 or 15 years on the pill. They're finding themselves with all these wild symptoms. Sometimes hair can fall out. Sometimes, you know, libido can absolutely disappear. Um, sometimes women get really depressed or really anxious and then they find out it's their hormonal contraceptive pill. Another really unacceptable side effect is clitoral shrinkage, which no woman has come to me to work on. But that's, that's not okay. We need, we need our clit to be the right size. Thank you very much. So coming off the pill, age 19, I found myself back where I had been six years ago, painful, heavy periods, terrible PMS. And the beauty of this, of me touching the end of that red thread and, you know, slowly being taken along on a magical, mystical journey right back to my womb. And there's something so beautiful about that for women. And I know that there are thousands of us, hundreds of thousands of us who have been in a similar place. And I'm not glorifying these unpleasant symptoms in any way. I wish I hadn't had them. I wish no women were experiencing them. It's my belief that there are particular things that are happening in the way that we live and the generations of imbalances that we are inheriting that are making us have all these issues and we don't need to have them. Most of these issues that I mentioned, for most women, your diet, your stress levels, that by itself can knock most of them out. And then I would say there is an, a deeper layer underneath, which is the psychosomatic kind of emotional ancestral element. If you've taken my Howl Healing PMS with the Dark Feminine workshop, this is really what we go into in Howl, is that you can address the hormonal imbalance that is PMS, but there is a layer underneath that's asking you to get really close to your dark feminine, wherever you repressed her, wherever you exiled the mad woman in yourself, wherever you pushed her away and why is she having to um, 
resort to kind of sneaking out in the the window of PMS. So for me, that was really the final stage in healing my PMS, was to make peace and to reclaim this dark feminine aspect of myself that had been repressed and oppressed through years and years of societal conditioning that asked me to hide the less attractive, I'm doing air quotes, parts of myself, you know, less socially attractive. You know, who wants a woman who's difficult? Who wants a woman who's wild and feral and mad, you know? I mean, I do. (laughs) Sounds like my dream girl. (laughs) Okay. So let's go back to the blood witch. Love, I want you to consider yourself a blood witch. And this isn't, you don't need to go proclaiming it, you know. I'm not somebody who loves to keep giving myself little epithets and titles. and So you don't need to go and start telling everybody that you're a blood witch unless you want to. But I want you to feel it in your heart, in your womb, that you are choosing to honor your blood. So at the beginning of this episode, I said, I love my period. And one of the key reasons I love my period is because I live by my cycle. So right now, I'm just drawing a circle with my finger. I'm drawing a circle with my finger. Now, at the top of the circle, we have our inner winter, our menstrual phase. And then I'm drawing it to the right. Here's our follicular phase. And then I'm drawing it down to the bottom. Here's our ovulatory summer phase. And then I'm drawing it to the left. Here's our autumn luteal phase and then back it goes winter spring summer autumn winter spring summer autumn there is no end to the cycle of the circle so when we live cyclically we are constantly paying our energy forwards so when i rest in my menstrual phase i practice something called menstrual renewal, which is by taking such good care of myself during this more vulnerable time, I pay forward that care and love into the next phase, in my spring phase, my follicular phase, where I start to have more energy and more hormones. And so I attune myself cyclically to that phase and I pay it forward to ovulation, the peak of energy in the month the peak of power, the peak of creativity, the peak of my outgoing desires and my desire to be extrovert. And so I go all in there. I do my hardest exercise. I work the most. I make love the most. And I pay that forward into my luteal phase where I start to notice a slight decline in my energy, a slight desire to retreat and soften. And I honor that and I pay it forwards to my menstrual phase where I rest and on 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 the cycle goes until I cease to bleed. So when I live like this, when I go all in in the higher energy parts of my cycle, that means that I have, when I get to my bleeding days or my late luteal phases when I start to notice it, I'm ready to rest, I'm ready to retreat, and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to make it a ritual. I'm going to make it 
magic. I'm going to make it healing. I'm going to make it fun. I'm going to make it beautiful. I'm going to make it sensual. I'm going to make a moon lodge. So this idea of the moon lodge, culturally this comes from the indigenous peoples of Turtle Island, the moon lodge. And we also have the red tent in the cultures of the Middle East. And around the world, ancient peoples had their own cultural version of these, where there was a space for women to go in their bleeding time that was away from the men and away from their responsibilities and their work. And it was a space for them to rest and to spend time together and in the red tent to eat sweets and treats and to delight in the soft sisterly space of being surrounded by women. Ah, beautiful. Creating my own moon lodge each month means that for me, that looks like my fridge is full, my house is clean. I probably have a new book or maybe I'm reading a really great book and I can't wait to just read the book. I will have all my trinkets and oils and beautiful things and soft sheets, my red sheets and my special herbs I take during my bleeding days, my special elixirs and potions. My schedule will be clear pretty much always. Occasionally I get it wrong and, you know, I... My last bleed I had on the last day of my Italy retreat, which is one of the best days to get it, but it's not ideal. And sometimes that happens, you know, it's not about perfection. None of the feminine spiritual path is about perfection. It's it's really never about that. We try and plan to be in the moon lodge for those days. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And we do the best with what we've got. If you are very busy, if you are a busy working mum, if you are a single mum, your moon lodge is going to look very different to mine. So when I share it with you, I recognise I'm sharing it from a place of that is not going to be always possible for everybody else. But one day I'm going to have kids. One day I'm going to be busier and I won't be able to do it exactly as I am now. So, you know, just I'm not sharing it from a smug, self-righteous place. Um, I'm sharing it from, let me enjoy what I have now to the fullest, knowing that at some point it may change. So Blood Witch is full of transmissions, full of somatic spells that are going to support you in your bleeding days. I've created Blood Witch mainly through audios because, here's a little fun fact, in Chinese medicine your eyes and your liver are connected and we really want to support the liver during our bleeding days during our well we always want to support the liver but it's a really vital organ of menstruation obviously it's the organ that balances hormones and is very important to our blood as well our blood movement our liver chi movement so when we are bleeding we do not want to be staring at screens because that is very taxing on the eyes and therefore the liver and that goes against the principles of menstrual renewal that's you're not renewing you are extracting and depleting if you are constantly staring at screens during your bleeding days this is why when i tell women about the moon lodge and they say oh i can't wait to watch 10 episodes of the new series and i say can you just watch two <laughs> 
Try just two, because as tempting as it can be, and listen, I love to watch a great series, I really do, but it's just not ideal to be watching things. And, you know, reading is also, it's it's not perfect. You don't want to be like excessively reading during your bleed. That's going to tire your eyes, but it is a lot less taxing on the eyes and liver than looking at screens. So I created Bloodwitch with this in mind. So it's mostly audio based apart from the video practices. You get practices around breast massage. There's a yin yoga for menstruation. There is a, a practice to bring you back into more connection with your pelvic bowl. There is a guided internal pussy practice where you are massaging and bringing loving energy to the intravaginal tissues. There's a lot. And what's really beautiful is that right now, Blood Witch is one of the courses in the Cyclical Woman collection. So this is a collection featuring more than 58 courses made by women who are working in the field of conscious menstruation and fertility and womb wisdom. And altogether, this collection of 58 courses is worth $17,000. That is the usual price of every course when you add them all up. And until Saturday, June 17th, it's available to buy for $97. There is so much value in the collection. It's quite staggering. There is information about balancing hormones, healing PMS, um, healing period pain, how to eat with your cycle, how to exercise with your cycle. And then there are other courses that are a little bit more kind of spiritually focused, like Blood Witch, my one. My guest last episode, the beautiful Jasmine Rose, she has her course there, Blood of Woman. And there are just some really, really great, beautiful women involved in this collection. I know that a lot of the listeners of this podcast are interested in these things. So I highly recommend getting the collection. Now, of course, I get paid when you use my affiliate link. So if you would like me to get paid, then please go via my link. And there's another little thing that I'm doing to say thank you to everyone who uses my link. I'm going to put all your names into a hat and I'm going to go on Instagram live and we're going to do a hat pull. And whoever I pull out from the hat is going to win a 90 minute mentoring session with me that's worth around 500 pounds. So If you want to be included in the prize draw, all I need you to do is to send me a screenshot of your purchase, the time and date visible on it. And then I can tell that you've definitely bought through my link and I'm going to put you in the prize draw, maybe to win a 90 minute mentoring session with me. So love, the collection is available for two more days. I really recommend getting it. It's just there's too many good things in there. Oh, there's also stuff about birth and conceiving and tracking cervical mucus. If you're interested in this field of conscious menstruation, you need to have it. It's $97. It's a bargain. What I love about it is that 15% of all the proceeds are going to two menstrual health organizations to support women and to supply them with menstrual products. So there really can be a lot of good that comes from that 15%. You know, that can be thousands and thousands of dollars going to these organizations. So loves, 
Bloodwitch is there. Of course, if you don't want to get the collection, you can also just get Bloodwitch as it is. If you do get the course, let me know how it is. I love to hear from you. I want to hear from you. I love to speak to the women who are aligned with my message and my mission. Um, so do get in touch anytime. I'm going to kindly ask you, if you enjoy the Oracle podcast, please give us a five-star review. Maybe leave us a few words and share it with your friends, with your sisters, with people who you think will find it useful. Thank you so much for being here, love. I wish you a beautiful day or night or wherever you are in the world. And I'm sending you lots and lots of love.